I'm here with Coach Dustin Haas, head coach at Carthage College in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, going to talk a little bit about him, his career, uh, obviously making the transition to a head coach. He is now going into his third year of the head coach. Uh, yep, third year. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about his extensive background from the, um, from being a player to becoming a head coach um, in that transition. So really excited. I thank you for, uh, for joining us here. Uh, I've known you for a good amount of time, man. Uh, so yeah. for the kids. Uh, so it's, uh, it's cool to have you on and I thank you. So you can talk a little bit about, you know, your background and, you know, who is coach Dustin Haas? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always, uh, always fun to, to connect, to see a familiar face. Like you said, I think we've known each other for 15 years now in, in a lot of different capacities. But, uh, yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm the oldest of five children. Um, my dad was a high school football coach, um, you know, and uh, so football has kind of been a part of my life since, uh, since the dad was born from uh, northern Wisconsin originally. Um, that's where I grew up, played my high school ball, you know, went to Indiana University. Obviously, that's where we met. Um, yeah. You know, played together there uh, for a couple of years, and then uh, then I was fortunate enough to become a GA there, a graduate assistant, and uh, that's actually where I met my wife as well. Uh, you know, so I was a graduate assistant for Indiana. Um, after that, went uh, was out of coaching for a year. After uh, after we got fired, sold medical devices, believe it or not, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, you know, we had uh, that's when we had Tyler down there. He was born in born in Bloomington, and uh, then lived the first part of his life in Bloomington, then now Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, was out of football for nine months and got a job at the College of Worcester in Worcester, Ohio. Uh, was there for a year, and that's, uh, that's where Tessa was born, our second child. Nice. Uh, and, uh, and then I came to Carthage. I've been at Carthage for, uh, for seven years. Caleb was born at Carthage, so I've got three kids now, nine, seven, and four. Uh, but came as a DB's coach, special teams coordinator. Uh, after two years, was promoted defensive coordinator. Did that for three years, uh, and then I've been the head coach for the last two. Um, so, albeit short, but that was the that was the rundown there of uh, no, of it's good, journey so far. Good, an extensive background, and like you said, I mean, you were essentially born born into football. Yeah, you know, from your I've father been, to yourself. Yeah, I was a, I was a ball boy, a manager until I could play, and and then I actually played for my dad, which was, which was interesting in itself. Uh, you know, I was a quarterback, and and back in the day, my dad was an option guy. So I was a quarterback that ran the triple option, and uh, you know, we fought all the time about about throwing the ball more. And he said, "Nah, this is the offense. This is what we're gonna do." You know, stubborn old football coach that he is. And then, uh, my last game of the, my my career, we were uh, we were down by quite a bit and had to throw the ball a bunch, and we had some good success. And he didn't wait. You know, I just lost the last game of my senior year of high school football. Never going to play high school football again. Mm-hmm. And the next day I wake up, he didn't give it any time. He looks me in the face at breakfast and said, you know what, we probably should have thrown the ball more during your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give him credit. A lot of coaches would not admit that. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I think you could have waited a little bit, though, before, you know, maybe a year or two, let the, uh, let the grieving process go through, but... Uh, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, that's, you know, um, you mentioned it, man. You, you obviously have a background, a major background in football. You have a PhD, almost, in football, and <laughs> um, 
you know, and you played quarterback, yet you are someone that, you know, really made a name for yourself in the coaching world as a defensive-minded coach. So can you talk about how you being a former quarterback, how that may or may not have helped you, um, you know, to become a defensive coach? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, being a quarterback, you kind of have to know everything about the offense instead of your just your position. And and I had an awesome, uh, awesome coach in college. Uh, you, you know, Coach Canada, Matt Canada, oh, yeah. uh, was he was a phenomenal teacher. And uh, you know, he was great in terms of teaching us the why. You know, it wasn't hey, we're just going to run this play. It was why we're running. You know, and, and when he taught, uh, especially passing schemes, was this is the kind of defense we're going to attack. This is what you're going to see. This is why the ball is going to go here. And uh, it allowed me to have just a better grasp of, of that. And he did it with everything in pass pro and in the run game on, on why we were doing what we were doing. And it, it allowed me to gather a really good view of why offenses did things. Uh, you know, and when I became a GA uh, for, for Bill Lynch, um, who's uh, – Hall of Fame coach in Indiana. Hall of Fame, man. Uh, yep. You know, he, he said to me, he said, what is your, you know, career goal? You know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, you know, I want to be a head coach someday. And he said, well, you've got extensive knowledge on the offensive side of the ball. He said, but you really don't know defense, you know, outside of this is cover four. You know, you don't know why defenses do what they do. He said, so you need to go coach on defense. So he moved me to uh, to defense, and that's how I started smart, coaching. So kinda, smart, kind of snowballed yeah and, and the combination of those two things of you know knowing a little bit of why offenses do what they do and and um you know with coach lynch's uh wisdom there uh helped kind of propel me to the defensive side of the football yeah good man so you know uh do you think that a lot of young coaches should kind of take that route in terms of hey if they're they may have played on one side of the ball do you think they should try to coach on the other side of the ball because me coming up as a coach, to be honest, I've played offense. I played receiver in college and I have yet to really leave the offensive side. I don't really yeah. want to go to the dark side. So <laughs> do you think that is something that's beneficial for especially a young coach? I do. I think it's huge. Uh, I think it does a number of things, you know, most importantly, you're going to learn the why of uh, you know, the other side of the ball does things mm -hmm. and, but, uh, but really what it does is it gets you out of your comfort zone and you really grow a ton as a coach because, like any good coach, you're, you're not just going to go in and not give your best effort, you know, so you're going to really dive in and learn and, and you grow a ton when you do that. Awesome, awesome. So heading into your third year, um, how do you think you have matured as a head coach? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I've, uh, I think – one of uh, one of the things about me is I'm a very uh, quick-tempered person. You know, if I uh, if I see something, you're a coach. You're like, a coach. Yeah, goes <laughs> hundred and and uh, you know, in uh, in a couple of years as a head coach, you realize you kind of have to see more things of a big picture, understand kind of why kids do certain things that they do, whether it's on the field or off the field. Uh, you know, every everybody's journey is different, so I've kind of slowed down a little bit and in some of my reactions and, and kind of sought to see the why things are happening first instead of just, you know, the overall reaction yeah. of, of it, whether it be on or off the field. Good, good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you're almost, you're, you're in the CEO's seat, you know, um, and, and as a head coach, and I've never been a head coach, but obviously I've worked for them, and, you know, I've always respected the, the head coaches that, 
are able to almost take a step back. You know, they're able to process things first before they react um, because, you know, as a player and as an assistant coach, to be honest, we're following the head coach. You know, it's a reason why he or she are, why they are the head coach, why they're in that seat. So you want someone that's calculated. You want someone that is, um, you know, they think first and they react second, you know, and, and I think that is what has really helped you personally as a coach. I mean, obviously you mentioned it, you're someone that has, has matured and, you know, you've really realized like, you know, you have an entire program, um, you know, really in Kenosha, to be honest, you have an entire town that is counting on you to make the right decisions, you know, and represent them in the correct manner. And, you know, you do a great job of that. So um, I know you have a very long, long head coaching career. So that's it. That was nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you talked about obviously players and, um, you know, a big thing with college coaching, probably the most important thing is how you recruit. So can you talk about what players or what traits you're looking for in players when you're recruiting them? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, kind of two-folded question there. Uh, the first thing we're going to look at is, is his athleticism. Uh, you know, can he change direction? Can he run? Uh, you know, and how that athleticism translates into uh, football. You know, we've all seen guys that are great athletes that aren't great football players. Uh, and then conversely, we've seen guys that aren't very good athletes that are phenomenal football players. You know, so kind of the combination of what kind of athlete he is uh, versus what he puts on tape. Uh, and then, you know, the other part of that, and for us, this is probably a bigger part of it, is, uh, you know, what kind of person he is. Uh, is he a good student? Can he handle Carthage uh, College in terms of the academic rigor? Uh, is he a kid that's going to come and, and fail out after a semester or, or will he thrive, uh, you know, in that kind of academic uh, environment, the challenge that it provides, um, you know, and then what kind of person is he? Uh, you know, is he a, a kid that has good character? Is he going to represent uh, Carthage football well, Carthage College, uh, Kenosha well, um, you know, and if you kind of break it down, it's kind of 70-30. Uh, you know, we, we want to have the, the good person that uh, is also a good student, um, you know, um, that's probably where we put the most weight on it. Uh, you know, ideally we'd have all of that with, you know, a kid that's 6'3", 250 with 4'4 speed. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a combination of those things. And, and um, it's always a challenge to uh, find the guys that fit those. Uh, but so far we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, you have. And you guys have really, you know, even from my time there, you guys have turned things around, you know, um, in a positive manner. And, um, and I hear Carthage, I hear that name a lot more now in terms of, you know, being a, a football school, a football program. And, you know, one thing about college sports and specifically college football, you know, there's a little bit of a myth that, you know, what's done at the maybe the D1 level is different than the Division three level. Can you talk about how, you know, maybe that's, that's, a, that's a myth that is totally not true and it's something that, you know, whether you're playing Division One, Division Two, or Division Three, NAIA, like you're going to be working. You're, it's not, a, it's not a, uh, a thing where you show up an hour or two a day and, you know, you do your part and then you go back to regular life. I mean, you're committed to it. So can you talk about that? 
Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if you remember or not the old, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Mike Gundy that did the intramurals rant or was it Dan, it was Dan Hawkins at Colorado when yes. he said, this is an intramurals brother. <laughs> yes. yes. That's, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of what it is at all levels of college football. Like you said, it's a, it's an extreme honor to play football, to play any sport, uh, you know, after high school. And it is, it's hard. It's a challenge. You know, we, we work just as hard as, uh, you know, the division one schools do. It's not harder. Schools, it's you know, not we harder. Work, exactly. You know, we put the same amount of time in. It's, you know, our guys are in the weight room at, at 6 a.m. in the off season, and, and they're, uh, they're doing all the extra stuff. Um, you know, when we're not around, just like, uh, you know, the, the big boys, if you will, do. Um, you know, so we definitely overcome a few more challenges in terms of facilities and resources and stuff like that. But in terms of sweat equity, uh, our kids put in the same amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as coaches, I know that, you know, it's year round. Like, obviously, it's year round in terms of coaching at, at all levels, but I'm mainly talking about the recruiting piece. Like, it's year round for, you know, for Carthage, for coaches like you in terms of, you know, finding the right prospects. Um, finding the prospects that fit your school and, you know, the environment of Kenosha. And, you know, you're, you're, you're digging, like you're flipping every stone you possibly can to find the right players. And, you know, to be frank, you have to do, in my personal opinion, you have to do a lot more because you maybe don't have that name recognition that maybe an Alabama has or a Michigan, right? Yeah, so you got to find uh, the right guys. It's true. It's definitely uh, a lot harder to recruit at the division three level. Uh, you know, it's, I, uh, I tell my wife all the time, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there in the dating scene, uh, you're kind of, you're kind of always looking for that better looking girl, right? If that better looking girl comes along and gives you a little attention, chances are good. You're going to start dating her, you That's know, true. and sometimes at the division three level, that better looking girl is the division two school or the one double a school or the D one school. And, and so sometimes you spend a lot of time on a kid, you know, start recruiting mm -hmm. as a junior and, and uh, all the way through his junior year and the beginning of his senior year. And he does some things that catches the attention of a little higher school. And, and that's, uh, there you go. that's where he's going to go, you know? Yeah. So, so part of that is definitely a challenge. And, and so because of that, you do have to, uh, you know, work a little harder and, and uh, like you said, dig a little deeper on, uh, and flip all the stones and uncover the guys that are, that are good fits for, uh, for our program. Yeah. And, you know, you make it lucky like us two guys with our wives and, you know, I'll shoot your covers a little bit and you get lucky. So <laughs> there, there's no doubt. That's always the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. So awesome, man. So, um, you know, Obviously, there's more to you, more to you than just football, right? More to you than just being a coach. I mean, you're a family man. You mentioned it. You have three lovely children. Um, you have a beautiful wife. You have a great family. You are uh, a great family man. And, you know, talk about where you see you and your family, you know, in the next, let's say, five years. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. It's a tough question. Uh, yes. You know, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to to know what I know about uh, some of the rigors of uh, those higher levels and say, oh, the goal for me is to in five years be a you know division one coordinator or you know anything like that. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, my dad was huge with me is he always said, be where your feet are. 
and, and, you know, or bloom where you're planted or, you know, do the, do great in, in the role you have and the job that you have. And, and, uh, right now we're very happy at Carthage. Uh, we love it at Carthage and, and, uh, you know, five years from now, if, uh, if we're still here at Carthage, our family would be extremely happy. Uh, we met a lot of great people in Kenosha, great people at Carthage. Uh, my kids have great school. Uh, they've got some great friends, you know, and, and on the flip side of it, uh, if you said, Hey, in, in five years, you're going to be the, the head coach at Alabama. I think we'd also be very happy. I think things would change and be different. Um, you know, so, so for us, I think, uh, we don't necessarily have a five year plan. Uh, you know, we're going to say, Hey, be great where we're at and, and yeah. see where the good Lord yeah. takes us. Yep. And, and, and knowing you, you know, like I know you're someone that, I mean, day in and day out, again, you're focused on your, on your job, right? You're focused, you're focused on that day. You're focused on getting things that you need to get accomplished. You're getting those things done. Um, and you guys, any, any fans out there, uh, any Carthage fans, any, you know, Kenosha people out there, you, you heard it here from, from coach that he's, uh, He's happy where he is. Family's happy, which is probably the most important. And, you know, the good thing about it is that you're someone that you're from the state of Wisconsin, right? And obviously Kenosha is in Wisconsin. So, you know, you're right at home. So I think it's a great fit for you. And, um, you know, wherever you are, you'll do a wonderful job. So oh, I good. appreciate that. Thank you. So, so let's, let's, uh, let's do this. Tell us, tell me, um, something about you that maybe most do not know? Well, you know, um, I'm a little bit of a hillbilly. Uh, you know, I grew up in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I am uh, I'm a big outdoors guy. I love to hunt. I love to fish. You know, nice. We were talking earlier. Uh, we took the kids camping last weekend. I love to uh, – I love to be out there and the uh, in the outdoors, uh, you know. So a lot of times when when you see football coaches on TV, they're in suits and, and driving nice cars, and and uh, I'm pretty much the opposite. I uh, You'd rather be in your camo gear. Exactly. Yeah, out <laughs> uh, out in the woods doing that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit of a hillbilly when it comes down to it. Good, good, nice, nice. And uh, I see you got a little bit of the little bit of the beer, a little bit of the scruff. So yeah, that's that just, that's just, that's just lazy. That's quarantine. <laughs> that's quarantine. That's quarantine. Laziness. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, let's do this, man. Let's, uh, let's go over to the rapid fire segment. Um, this is where, look, you only have 10 seconds to answer these questions. Um, they're fun questions. Uh, right. and first thing that comes to mind, shoot it out and, uh, we'll get a great response from you. I'm sure. And, uh, we'll cover a lot of different topics. So are you ready? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So first question, uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie, uh, I might surprise you, is uh, Hoosiers. It's a uh, Hoosiers. it's a basketball movie, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, Mr. Yeah. IU. Okay, I got it. I got it. Makes sense. Um, what's your favorite sound to hear? My favorite sound to hear is, uh, and, and you'll get this soon, is the guttural laughter of my kids. When it just, oh. something just tickles them to death and they just can't stop laughing, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fun. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, what's your favorite type of food? That, that's hard. I love all kinds of food. Um, and seafood is probably my favorite type, which is terrible to live in Wisconsin. You don't get it. But uh, if, if I could choose, I'd, uh, I'd eat seafood. All right, so uh, to piggyback off of that question, what's your favorite place to eat in Kenosha? 
Oh, favorite place to eat in Kenosha is definitely Captain Mike's. Captain <laughs> Mike's. All right, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get away from this rapid fire for a little bit. Tell the people more about Captain Mike's because I try to describe Captain Mike's, but I feel like I never do it justice. You you can't really because Captain uh, Captain Mike's is just it's a hole in the wall. You know, you if you walked up to it, you probably wouldn't go in. If you were passing mm -hmm. it on the street, if you were hungry, you're definitely not going in. Uh, you know, but it's a tiny little hole in the wall place in uh, in Kenosha, right off the uh, the harbor there that has awesome burgers and uh and they're stuffed with all kinds of different uh things my uh favorite's the shopping cart it's uh it's shopping got uh, yeah it's stuffed with uh portobello mushrooms uh italian mm. sausage um gouda cheese and uh and on top of it is uh is some fried onions and uh i love it Throw the whole shopping cart on there, man. The whole shopping cart. <laughs> put everything you can find on the shelves, put it in this burger. <laughs> no doubt. Love All right, cool. Cool. On a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? Ten being the highest? Ten being the highest, yes. I'm probably about a seven. Although, if you ask my wife, she might round it off to a perfect ten. <laughs> yeah, I think my wife would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Uh, what's your favorite place? Oh, we've had, we asked that. Okay. Take a pause. Who's better in their prime, Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, without a doubt. Wisconsin boy. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> who's a better coach, Nick Saban or Coach K? Two different sports. But who's Two different sports. There's no doubt. Both phenomenal coaches, but I have to go with Saban. Just the, you know, for me, the amount of management that goes into football and, and it, it, for me in basketball, you get that one guy, he can kind of take over and win you a lot of games, you know, where in football, you have to have the 22 guys. guys on the same page and yeah. Yes. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm going with Nick Saban. Okay. Would you rather be a famous singer or a famous movie star? Oof. I'll go with a uh, famous singer. Do you, can you sing? Can you give us a little I can't, sample? No, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm I'm horrible at singing. But that's why I you would I'd rather like do be that. Live shows, yeah. Do yeah. some live shows and yeah, have I the crowd see, into it. I can see point. you on stage with with but, some with some people dancing behind I, you. I'm very tone deaf. I can't dance. I can't sing. I'm musically illiterate. All you can do is coach. <laughs> be a father. <laughs> About, uh, <laughs> um, if you were not coaching, um, what would you be doing? That's a good question. Uh, probably something in sales, uh, I guess, just because the nine months I spent not coaching, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, hopefully I never have to uh, answer that question. No, and you're doing sales in a good way, right? Don't take that the wrong way. You're doing, you're doing sales in a good way when it comes to uh, coaching and recruiting and, you know, selling your program there's, so there's a lot of similarities there's no doubt there you go there you go um what is something that you are afraid of <laughs> heights uh, actually i am not a huge heights person Same. um so i'm you know like you go up on the willis tower that, that's not for me mm -mm. no i will do roller coasters but i'm not the type to like go too high me no. too. You know, I've got a love-hate relationship with roller coasters. I'll go up on them, and I love them while they're happening. But you know that big hill you go up to start? I'm, I'm terrified during that moment. That's the tough <laughs> part, for sure. For sure. For sure. Your, your stomach is in knots, and it's no fun, man.
Oh, um, no doubt. And you're thinking, why did I do this? Uh-huh. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Um, lastly, what is the most precious possession in your life? I mean, I'd have to say my family. Um, you know, it, uh, I could lose a lot of other things and be okay uh, as long as I still had those guys. Beautiful, man. Good, good. And that's what makes you, you, man. So, um, well, I thank you for your time. Uh, I thank you for, you know, getting on the podcast, man. You are, you've been a wonderful guest. Um, really looking forward to, you know, seeing Carthage this season, um, seeing you guys win a lot of games. I think Chloe and I, my wife, will get a chance to hopefully uh, come up for a game this season. So, um, looking forward to that. And, where can people find out more about you, more about Carthage football? Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, you can, uh, depending on your social media platform, uh, you can find a lot of different stuff, uh, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of stuff. Probably the best place, though, is just going to uh, Carthage.edu and, and going to the athletics tab and clicking on, uh, on that football link. Easy enough. There you go. All right. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you again. Um, I appreciate it. I uh, wish you the best and I'm sure we will talk soon, my man. Well, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. All right. Tell the family I said hello. Will do. You too.